You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello there. Thank you for tuning in to this bite-sized summer bonus episode. Patrick Oliver-Jones here with a just a little mini episode of Why I'll Never Make It. Uh, a lot's been going on this summer, and so I wanted to come back and reconnect with you all just for a little bit. I mean, Broadway has been losing power, not only literally, but also financially. Uh, I made a huge blunder earlier this summer, and I also have a question from a listener that I wanted to address and share with you all. But first, before I get to those, I wanted to talk about a survey that is currently going on for When We Podcast listeners like yourself. Over the past couple of seasons, uh, there have certainly been some changes. There was a co-host, Dewey, who has moved on. Then I took it over. And so the format of the show has changed a little bit. And along the way, I've tried to adjust and kind of go with what what you want to hear, and or at least what I think you want to hear. And this survey is a way for you to basically tell me exactly what you want, uh, what you're liking, what you're not liking, different things that speak to you. Because I can tell you that there's some things that I just mull over and think about so much and work on, and then eh, it doesn't get much response. And then there are things that I kind of do on a whim and move on that get great response, whether it's on social media or here on the episodes. And so, I would like to be a little bit better about basically reading your minds. So, I'm asking you to open up your minds and fill out a Win Me listener feedback survey. Basically, you sharing your thoughts about the program. You can find it easily at survey.winmepodcast.com. Once again, that is survey.winmepodcast.com. Dot com And I can't wait to hear from you. And now on to what I wanted to talk about, which is the Broadway community itself. Certainly there was the, the big kerfuffle last month with uh, the power going out. And it was so strange because it was to the day of a similar power outage that happened back in the 70s. It's just really weird that it happened on the exact same day. But so, Broadway shows were closing, uh, canceling shows for that particular night and day when they didn't have any power. But it was kind of a metaphor for this summer of shows. A total of 16 Broadway shows are closing this summer. Some, some have already closed, some will be closing. And 
investors are going to be losing more than $100 million of their money because of shows closing early or shows just never really getting the market share that they wanted, the audience that they were looking for, and so they're just closing. It, one interesting case is The Prom. And the producers, investors, they kind of had to take out a lot of loans to get it past the lean winter months into the spring. And then it got seven nominations. And so there was a lot of hope and buzz. And basically, they were pinning on the summer and beyond on getting some Tony wins, of course, that they could promote. But they didn't win any of their seven nominations. And so they're one of the shows that are going to be closing it. And the sad part is, is that they actually would have lost less money had they just closed in the spring and not gotten any Tony nominations. And then they would have just closed and moved on. But instead, they tried to keep going. And that's really what a lot of Broadway shows will do, that they will hold on and hope that a Tony nomination and, of course, a Tony win will propel them into greater ticket sales. But even if you win, like Best Play, The Ferryman, is closing early before they they wanted to. Uh, there will be a tour, though, so at least there's another way for investors and producers and whatnot to be making their money back. But it is kind of crazy that that many shows, 16, will be closing. Uh, King Kong, The Share Show, Hillary Clinton has already closed, Pretty Woman, Frankie and Johnny with Audrey McDonald, uh, Be More Chill, Gary, King Lear, the Ferryman, which I mentioned, Burn List, What the Constitution Means to Me, My Fair Lady, Ink, All My Sons, and Kiss Me Kate. Now, some of those, uh, Kiss Me Kate, Burn This, th these were limited runs anyway. But certainly the Share Show wanted to keep going. King Kong was the biggest with a $35 million budget, the biggest show basically since Spider-Man. And they certainly hope to keep going on the, the puppetry and the name alone that would keep, but it just... It just couldn't keep up. And it's interesting. I was reading an article by Ken Davenport, who is a Broadway and off-Broadway producer. He was part of the producing team that brought us Once on This Island, which was such a great show last year. And he was saying, and he kind of figured out, running all the numbers, that the market correction for Broadway happens about every four years. And this is that fourth year. Shows are going to be closing like... Last year at this time, four shows closed. This year, as I mentioned, 16. So it's just kind of in that phase now where there's going to be a lot more new shows coming in to replace those that have canceled. And speaking of other things that didn't go quite as planned, I want to share with you one of the reasons why I will never make it. <laughs> I haven't done one of these in a long time, and it basically comes down to my own time management, scheduling, and keeping up with commitments that I make. And that's certainly a big part of, you know, whether it's going to auditions, getting callbacks, those types of scheduling things, or, you know, meeting with an agent or doing classes. There's all kinds of time commitments that we have and schedules that we, of course, need to keep up with it. And a couple of months ago, I was graciously offered free tickets to Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. You will all remember the episode that I did with James Monroe Shtevko of that cast, and he was the one who provided those tickets to me. I was so looking forward to it. I was so thankful. It was great. It was wonderful. I was looking forward to the day, and it was in my planner, and then 
the week came by. I was doing auditions. I was doing other things. And then I, and then I kind of had a day off. So I was kind of getting stuff done. And then I went to bed. It's now Saturday, early morning around 1230, 1 a.m. And I look at my schedule and realize that that evening I missed the show. Yeah. He got me two free tickets and I missed the show. I was, I was beside myself. I didn't even know. I mean, there is no way to make up for a mistake like that. There's no way to undo it. I can't go back. <laughs> I can't call the box off. It, it, the tickets were gone. They were, they went unused. And I felt absolutely horrendous about it. And I sent James an email and let him know how bad I feel. He never responded to it, which uh, frankly, I don't blame him for that. But he, but he is still been connected with me through social media, likes, comments on things. And so, he obviously isn't holding it completely against me and hasn't, you know, wiped me off the, the, the face of his, of his social media feeds. But, um, yeah. So, if you can, go see the show. Go see it twice to make up for my lack of not seeing it. Listen to the episode that we, that we talked about the show. I, I mean, I mean that, that was part of the reason that I was so excited to see it because of our interview and the chat that we had about his wonderful experience with it. So, it really was a letdown for me that I messed up so hugely on, uh, on, on not keeping up with my schedule. So, another check mark of the many things that Patrick Oliver Jones still needs to learn. But we're all, we all have our things where we excel in. We all have our things that we're trying to get better at. And even for seasoned performers like myself, we just have bad days where we mess up. So, a listener reached out and I'm so thankful that she did. This is Carly from Florida and she sent me this message via the website. I've been in New York City for audition season the past two years to go through the motions. I haven't been too successful because I've been non-union, so I'm hoping that I'm seen more at this upcoming season in 2020. I was wondering if you had any advice for people who are living outside of NYC but still working to make it. I plan to move there soon. I'm getting married, so my fiancé and I are hanging out here right now because it's easier to save, but plan to move after the wedding. That's in October 2020. So, I guess I'm just wondering what advice you have for people outside of the city. Do any agencies take outside talent of the city? I love the podcast, so thanks in advance. Well, thank you, Carly, for this great question. And to start off, I also lived in Florida for a time, and I myself would fly up from time to time and leave Florida for a few days, maybe a week or two, and come up to New York to audition to kind of get my feet wet. Certainly, I was hoping to get some callbacks and that kind of thing. I knew I was going to move to New York eventually, wasn't sure when, and I wanted to kind of get that ball rolling so I knew what to expect. So, I applaud you for doing that, and I think that that's a great thing that you are doing that. You mentioned um, about about agents and stuff like that. Certainly, there are agents who will take out-of-town talent, but most want you in town, of course. And certainly having credits behind you, uh, you know, a, a recommendation from a casting director or a director that you've worked with. And I, I could actually say that to anyone who's looking for an agent, the best and I think the number one way that you can be guaranteed at least an appointment, if not to be signed with an agent. The best way to get an appointment with an agent 
is to have a casting director recommend you. Casting directors are the people that agents are trying to get those appointments with. And if you have a lock on one that knows your name, knows your work, and can recommend you, you are going to be heard and you're going to at least get an interview with an agent or a manager. So, I, I think that's the best way to do it. But I've certainly done the cold emails. I, I the, About a year and a half ago, I sent out 20 emails to various agents and managers, but they were all cold emails. There was maybe one or two of them that I knew by name and maybe they had heard of me. But for the most part, these were all cold and um, only one of them responded. So, you know, that's about the odds that you have. You know, one in 20 was my record. Another thing that I would recommend is, do you know any directors in Florida who are currently working in New York City or have some relationship with the with the city either as a director or a teacher because if you can get in front of them while you're in Florida especially if they're going to be up in New York auditioning then connections and networking are really a big help in this business you know whether it's the school you went to you know we all know about CCM and Michigan and Boston Conservatory and all these great rich musical theater schools that have a vast network in New York City so anytime that you can be connected with a director or through a school that is a great way to get into auditions to be seen by an agent and that kind of thing. So, that's that's certainly one thing that you can work on while you're there in Florida. As far as work or maybe some kind of like day job while you're here, uh, certainly most of us actors are spreading ourselves out as much as possible with day jobs and temp work and that kind of thing. And so, Carly, during your time in New York City, you could apply with a temp agency for extra work while you're here and, and have that set up before you arrive. And that could certainly help with some of the funds during your visit. But I also recommend having enough funding in place so that you can just focus on auditions and maybe get some classes in there as well. If you can devote your time to the task at hand, which is networking and getting work, getting in those auditions, then that will serve you certainly a lot more in the long run than taking time out for day jobs and temp work. But believe me, I recognize the financial commitment that it takes to not only live in the city, but if you're visiting the city. So, so you kind of have to balance and do what's feasible for you financially. Maybe for a month, you could just focus on additions and then that second month, get a job or vice versa. But whatever way is going to work best for you. And also to kind of address the fact that you're non-equity. Um, I mean... Whether to join equity, whether to not join equity, when to do it, what's the perfect time, it's it's kind of a different answer for every person. But I would say that once your resume is diverse enough, it has sufficient credits that, that show off your range, that show off the range of talents that you have, the types of roles that you've done, then you're probably ready to make the leap. If you have a good three, four, five shows that are of varying different types of roles, then that shows, oh, they can do this type of work. And and it can be community theater, regional theater, or some of your college stuff. And, and really, it's all about being consistent and having positive experiences in the audition room, you know, wh whether you book the role or not. So, if you're prepared to give that level of, of diligence in the room each time, then you're probably in a good place to handle the clout, quote unquote, of of being an equity member. Now, I, I, I say in quotes because 
Being equity is really uh, more of a perception. It's not really a real indicator of talent or professionalism. There are certainly wonderful performers that are non-equity, and I've met some people that, let's just say, aren't exactly the best in their field and their equity. But this being an equity member, it still comes with some responsibility of maintaining and presenting yourself in the best light at all times. I hope that gives you at least some clarity as far as, you know, when the right time is for you to make the leap and become an equity member. Again, thank you, Carly, for that question. And if any of you have a question, you can feel free to go to the website, winmepodcast.com and go to the contact section there. You can send me a note and I'll be happy to address it on one of these episodes. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this little mini episode, and I hope you're all having a great, great summer. Fill out that survey, because I would love to hear from you. Again, that's survey.winmepodcast.com, and I will talk to you very soon. Have a great one. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.